Hi guys and welcome to the Atlas Weekly Recap, hosted by me, Mitchell Kelsey, with a shorter trading week this week, given the Easter long weekend here in Australia. I'll be covering the events of the week to Thursday, April 6, 2023. In this week's episode, I'll be covering the latest interest rate decisions by both the Reserve Bank of Australia and the Reserve Bank of New Zealand. I'll also cover new house price data published by analytics firm CourtLogic for the month of March. And finally, I'll provide a short market update on equity and currency markets for the last seven days. So let's get into it. Starting with the RBA's interest rate decision, which was made on Tuesday, and after 10 consecutive rate rises since May 2022, which totaled 3.5% uh, or three, 350 basis points, the central bank, the Reserve Bank of Australia, decided to keep interest rates on pause in April. And the reason it kept it on, kept interest rates on pause, it, it cited it was, um, it was to allow more time to assess the economic outlook and the impact of the increases in interest rates uh, so far to date. And it, it seems that they're taking a, a bit of a wait and see approach at this stage, but they have been very firm in, in saying it, it, this, this one pause does not necessarily imply that interest rate increases are, are over. And in the board's post-meeting statement, they mentioned that there is further evidence, I mean, in terms of justifying or providing a basis for, for not hiking, uh, they mentioned that there is further evidence that the combination of high interest rates, cost of living pressures, and a decline in housing prices is leading to a substantial slowing in, in household spending. And they said that while some households have substantial savings buffers, other households are experiencing a, a tightening to, to their finances. and. It's likely those households uh, experiencing some tightening will, will be those that have recently come off a, a very low fixed rate mortgage of, of around 2% um, and onto maybe a, a variable rate of anywhere between 5 to 6%. And the RBA is, is conscious that there's a, a large cohort in this boat um, with, more more, with more mortgages expected to come off uh, these fixed rate loans over the next 12 months. The board said that it expects that some further tightening of monetary policy may well be needed to ensure that inflation returns to that target range of two to three percent. So, certainly haven't ruled out you know the possibility of future interest rate hikes. And in assessing when and how much further interest rates need to increase, the board said it will continue to pay attention to developments in the global economy, trends in household spending, and the outlook for inflation and the labor market. So, not too much has changed there. That those are the the key economic indicators that the RBA has been and will continue to, to look at into the future. The What will be of interest for the, the RBA will be the March quarter inflation report, which we get on April 26th, which is effectively showing the change in, in prices over the, the quarter from 1 January to, to 31, 31 March. And um, this is going to play a decisive role in determining whether the bank will, will pause again in May or hike interest rates. Um, and if the data suggests in inflation is not coming down, you know, as fast as they would like, that they would like it, it's going to give them that, that opportunity to, to hike in May if, if they need to. And as I've mentioned um, in previous episodes, the, the quarterly CPI print is a much more comprehensive um, piece of data set um, compared to the, the monthly CPI indicator, which we, we got last month. In terms of a market reaction to the, the to the decision, 
the ASX 200 remained relatively subdued and it closed about 0.18% higher on, on Tuesday. And then in terms of, uh, I guess, a reaction on the, the currency markets, the, the Australian dollar naturally weakened against most other currencies in response to the, to the decision. And uh, the day after the, the rate decision, we, we had RBA Governor Philip Lowe, he was speaking at the National Press, Press Club, and when asked, um, he said that it was way too early to, to even be talking about cutting interest rates at this stage, and that the bank is um, is more likely to raise the cash rate than, than lower it in, in future meetings at this stage. And the decision to pause was a, a very, I mean, this recent decision to, to pause was a very contentious move made by the RBA as it was, I guess, in com complete contrast with what most other central banks around the world ha have been doing over the last month and, and um, where they've, they've continued to, to raise rates in, in spite of the, the sort of the global bank instability we've, we've, had, we've had recently as, as well. And in terms of justifying why the RBA, um, why the board didn't raise rates, you know, in, in spite of all most other central banks raising ra raising rates, um, Philip Lowe, he's, he's, he said that because Australia's um, got a relatively moderate rate of, of wages growth at the moment compared to, I guess, you know, the, the, America, the Americas and um, Europe, the UK and the like, um, they're in a different, a very different situation than they are um, compared to those other those other countries. And with the majority of, as well as you know, the majority of Australians, they're, they're on variable rate mortgages. And, and this meant that monetary policy is transmitting uh, is transmitted through to the Australian economy a lot more more quickly uh, as well. So essentially, they feel that they don't need to lift rates as, as high as other countries uh, because of this. And Interestingly, this speech came on the same day as the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, where the RBNZ, they handed down a 50 basis point interest rate hike. And this, this surprise sort of outsized interest rate increase really underlined that the RBNZ is, is taking no chances with, with inflation, even if that means it could cause a, a recession in, in New Zealand. And off the back of that interest rate decision, the, we saw the New Zealand dollar soar and um, it mainly be came off the back of, you know, lifting interest rates by not 25 basis points that they did the full 50 basis points and taking the the official interest rate target in, in New Zealand to 5.25%. And this did wrong foot. Um, it, it left a lot of investors sort of wrong footed who would bet it, it would slow the, the pace of tightening. Moving away from central banks now and looking to the, the latest data on the on Australian property prices, as published by property analytics firm CoreLogic, and CoreLogic is is really just sort of the, the market leader in sort of putting together this um, collating good quality uh, property prices data, and um, it published its coveted home value index um, for the month of March, and it showed that national home prices posted their their first month on month rise since uh, April 2022, where home prices increased by 0.6% in the month of March. And essentially this, this home value index is an assortment of data on both regional and, and capital city dwellings. And there is, there is data for each category as well as the combined data on a, on a national level. So we saw that dwelling values were, were higher across the four largest capital cities, led by a 1.4% gain in, in Sydney. And we saw regional housing 
markets uh, as a whole. Um, they also showed firmer housing conditions and the combined, I guess, regional uh, index rose 0.2% over the month. But the data also showed that housing values aren't rising everywhere. Hobart recorded the largest drop in, in home values among the capital cities. It was down 0.9% over the month. And then we also saw Canberra down 0.5%, Darwin down 0.4%, and Adelaide down just 0.1% over the month. It's very hard to determine any kind of trend in, in the broader housing market at this stage, with, with each day really having such different characteristics and uh, moving at different paces. But it's, it's very interesting to see that some of the capital cities have, have bounced back so soon. Whether this trend will, will continue will be closely watched with, um, you know, this comes as, as most economists have, most of them have sort of predicted a, a top to bottom fall of, of 15 to 20% nationwide in, in this current housing cycle. And we're, we're probably only, I think we're about 10% so far. So it is expected that nationally um, there's further price price falls to, to come. But as I said, there's each state has its own sort of characteristics. So yeah, an interesting space to watch. And uh, I mean, some of the likely contributors to last last month's capital city rises are just the, the extremely tight rental markets that we, we have in the capital cities at the moment. And it's, it's, you could argue that it's forcing some into, into purchasing a property rather than, than renting. And similarly with, with net overseas migration at record levels and continuing to rise, there's a chance more permanent migrants or I guess long-term um, migrants who, who can afford to, they'll, they'll skip the whole rental phase and basically just go straight to, to purchasing a home simply because they, they can't find a, a rental accommodation. So that may have been a, another contributing factor to the, to the rise that we saw in March. As of March, 2023, we look at some of the medium, the median, sorry, uh, national values of homes in, in Australia. So I guess nationwide, the, the, the national value of a home in Australia was 705,000. The two most expensive capital cities remain to be Sydney at just over a million and then followed secondly by Canberra at 828,000 and third Melbourne at about 747,000. Um, looking at, at a bit of a, a market recap for, for the week uh, in terms of a, a market wrap. Um, so for the last seven days to Wednesday, the, the 5th of April, uh, if we look at the, the ASX 200, it's up 2.7% uh, over the period. And it's actually had, um, it's it's closed in, in the positive the, the last six consecutive days. So um, good sort of healthy trend on the, on the ASX 200. I'm sort of looking at um, how the market, how the ASX is doing today um, live. On Thursday, it is down about 0.3%. So that may sort of end that streak. But um, last six days have been very, very good. US S&P 500, it's up about 1.5% over the period. The Euro stocks 50 up 1.6. The UK FTSE 100 up 1.3. Look at the Hang Seng in Hong Kong, it's it's flat. And then the Australian dollar against the US, it's up 0.55% over the last week and sitting about 67 cents. Looking to the next seven days, uh, tonight we'll, we'll see US employment numbers for March and this is a, a data point in the market and, and the, the Federal Reserve will, will be also will also be looking watching closely in in trying to understand that the path for US interest rates and other than that it's, it's relatively light on data in, in Australia next week with the EASX closed on, on Monday but I'll be sure to highlight any new develop developments in, in next week's episode.
That's all for this week, guys, and I'll be back next week for another episode of the Atlas Weekly Recap. Thanks for listening.